0: Visit buymecoffee.com slash block talk and keep block talk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news reviews and interviews. It was a chaotic, unofficial merge, as an unusual merge boot got ousted, all thanks to the return of a powerful twist. It's time to discuss all things Survivor 42, and joining me is a duo who would make the best television on a blood versus water season. It's my wigs, Adriana Trenta and Isaac Butler. Hello.
1: Hi. That is very true. That is very true.
0: Now, I do know you've played a Survivor game together. We have played a
1: six person survivor orb together in which for three I, months. For three months. Yeah. Uh, in which Adriana got a respectable fourth place and I was the winner.
2: Yeah. Wow. We were, we were the last pair standing. It was a blood versus water season, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, we were on, it was six tribes uh, that willed its way down to a final, like 15 was like the final merge and then we were the last pair standing, and I was the final juror.
0: Um, Adriana, what went wrong? Why didn't you win?
2: Oh, <laughs> so that, okay. So, Isaac and I, I- lost in
1: fire making, I lost in was, fire
2: making. There was a tie mm-hmm. vote, and um, Isaac and I had a major blow up throughout. Actually, we had several major blow ups. We were, everyone always, well, because we were always on the same tribe whenever they did because they did multiple uh, mergers and swaps um, but we always were on the same tribe which kind of hurt us in a while because a lot of people wanted to work with like one of us but not the other so they wanted to
1: with Adriana they wanted to work with Adriana
2: <laughs> and I'm not and I'll say this once and then we'll move on from it I would have won if I made it to the final three uh, anyway
1: <laughs>
0: you would have would But I didn't but I didn't <laughs> Well, you know what? There's always next time. Maybe on, on, on the real show. Oh, um, no.
2: I will never do Survivor. Are you kidding me? I get sunburned in two hours. I will die. Exactly. Good television. I'll be the first contestant <laughs> to actually die, to not survive.
0: Well, first for everything, right?
2: You saw yeah. Cochran when he got sunburned. That would be
0: me. Worse. That's, f- that's fair. That's fair. Um, all right. Before we get into the episode, a little bit of housekeeping. Listeners, if you have any issues getting to the podcast, let me know. I have switched hosting. We are now on Podbean. So things are still mm. moving and grooving. But if you have any issues, let me know and I will make sure they are updated. Mm. All right. Survivor 42. How are we enjoying this season?
1: I love it. It's great.
0: Mm-hmm. i think it's pretty good
1: i'm not i'm not putting it in like my top 10 just yet but no, not a close uh so yeah. far i've enjoyed the characters mm-hmm. and mm. i'm looking forward to seeing what the merge brings in terms of gameplay absolutely yeah
2: i i agree with that i think that i'm very much like i i'm optimistic i agree with isaac though that like it like let's see what the merge brings because I remember going into 41 thinking like, Oh, this is like, like the same thing. And then Shan went home and Evie went home and Tiffany went home and, uh, some people didn't go home. And I was just like, Oh no, what's going on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. This is a very g- good cast. They're all, um, uh, mostly likable. And I say mostly cause there are a few are, that are not, yeah. um, and they're real people, and they have real stories, and that's what's exciting about it. Uh, clearly, mm-hmm. Jeff Probst wants his Emmy again. He's going to battle RuPaul for it. They're trying for the uh, the storylines here. Um, Where's yeah, that it's, crossover? Oh my God, could you could you imagine? But I, I think it's it's a strong season because we care about the characters, and I know the editing is making us um, feel that way because they're giving us finally flashbacks in a way that's not uh, force fed. But um yeah, it's the characters. This is a character-driven season, and I'm so curious about how you feel about this episode because I thought this was some shitty ass gameplay, yet again.
2: I think that from certain perspectives, there were certain people that really dropped the ball. Yeah. And we will talk about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But there are also on the flip side people that really like did a masterclass in how to play this game that I was. Mm. In
0: yes all right let let's begin we are going to get a previously on because we have a lot of setup for this episode i miss those to be honest i think those are fun um but you know we need those extra 35 seconds for beat shots right
2: mm-hmm. i mean i will say that i've been very thankful that peridium has been good with like making like the battle maps and the charts and who has what so that way i can keep up
0: with the seasons yeah <laughs> Well, Team Green returns as they think it was a pretty good blindside. High tells Chanel that she fought for her life and how he was impressed, but Mr. Grumpy Pants was not so impressed himself. Chanel may have won the saga of Chanel vs. Daniel as she threw a vote at Mike, but um, she played it in case Daniel played a shot in the dark. She tries to explain this to Mike, but he keeps interrupting and she's going to get sassy. She tells him that she thought he and Dan were teaming up and he's like, you believed his snow job? As Mike says, expected? No. Surprised? No. I I, I I get where she was going with this, but um, I also think she's a bit delusional. A bit? Mm-hmm.
1: Here's my thing. If we're talking like game bot gameplay sort of shit, Chanel made the right move. Uh, mm-hmm. Because if uh, A Shot in the Dark had been played, She would have gone home. So she put a vote on Mike just to ensure that he would go home instead. I think the correct move, though, was just to trust your tribe and take that. Yeah. Yeah,
2: especially when everyone's already like when you're already like kind of like not in the greatest position with them. It's like going into a merge. You want numbers
0: exactly well mike is a very word is a bond person so when this happens he takes it personally it's all uh love and survivor but he will never trust chanel again but he will take a bullet for high and lydia we'll test that theory out a little later on won't we we're gonna Hmm. visit our friends on the blue tribe where roxroy is finding limes tori offers to help him but it's actually her bothering roxroy to find out about the journey I will say as much as I don't care for Roxroy, this segment proved that Tori is a fucking whack job. I would lose my fucking shit. If I,
1: when I say something to someone like that's it, you can't keep coming back to me and being like, well, I just want to know. I just want to know if my answer is I'm not telling you, you need to go away and let me collect
0: my limes in peace. Now, is there anyone on this podcast who is familiar with the work of Miss Tori? Oh, I have a slight familiarity with oh, the yeah,
1: of uh, Tori and Tori's nutjob family.
0: Yeah, would care to
1: share anything? So Tori's father is a doctor, i say that in quotes, uh, who is extremely anti-vax to the point where he was removed from Facebook for his anti-vax posting shit. Uh, prior to being cast on the show, Tori was um, notorious on Facebook for basically complaining that her dad would have been ousted from Facebook and like freedom of speech and all that bullshit. Um, Interestingly, when she did make it onto Survivor, all those posts got scrubbed from her page. I guess some things matter more than being anti-vax, like being famous. Um, But really that goes to show what an even shittier person she is because she espouses these super harmful views that ultimately don't mean anything to her because she's willing to toss them aside for 15 seconds of fame on a television show. So fuck Tori, and that's going to be my stance for the rest of this podcast episode.
0: Hey, listen, I, I mean, I don't know her personally. I've never played any games with her. I know people have played sequester with her and whatever. she she She's shes a problem child. Um, this but just tribe is even her, playing games with her. I, oh, I know. But just watching her, um, I know Shan had some issues after the show with her profession and her job. I, who the hell would want to hire her? As a therapist? It, absolutely yeah. not.
2: This is up there with pumpkin and the substitute teaching like mm, there are some things you shouldn't do with certain career paths and maybe someone should have just told her don't
1: do the show. I mean, and like, listen, yeah, go ahead. I like I get separating who your real life from how you want to play the game of Survivor, but. Tori very much isn't doing that. She's saying like, I'm a therapist. So I'm using these tools to like, get like further into the game. And that's unethical. She's not being like, I'm a therapist. So normally I'm this way, but I'm going to play this game this way. It's not that.
0: My, my my prediction, and um, we'll see what happens, is she will not be a therapist for so long because she is going to be a career uh, reality star. She's going to be on the challenge. She is prime for the challenge. They're going to cast her. She's going to cause drama. Um, it, she's young enough. It, it's going to happen. Ugh. She's going to be that crossover. It's all I have Ugh. to say about. It. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's going to keep drilling Roxroy about the summit. He is convinced that he has, a, she's convinced he has a clue or something. He keeps telling her what happened there to himself and she's infuriating that he won't share any information. She then tries to make him look sketchy by claiming that not sharing anything with her, someone who you know, he has targeted and whom she has also targeted is a problem. She just knows he doesn't want to work with her and she's not happy that she's not his favorite. Um, Roxroy says he's predictable and that is good for an alliance. Tori is not, and therefore she should not be taken far in this game. But as they are bickering, Romeo and Drea over here, and they just want Tori to chill. She's persistent, and Romeo knows that she'll work with anyone as long as it's not her. Drea and Romeo too want her gone. And this was all only here for setup for what happens later.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, w- and that it's true that Tori is, it's it's like it's Sandra's anyone but me, but like to an extreme. And bad
0: social game.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Anyone but me is a great and has a great mentality. If you are a socially cognizant person who's able to blend in with a crowd, exactly. there's four people left on that tribe. They don't know if there's a merge that's coming. And that's not the, like, you You started on the bottom of this tribe. Ca- yeah. Continuing to cause problems is like,
1: that's like Jatia stuff. I'll give it to Tori she has she works very well under pressure weirdly in a way that I would not be able to and she's been able to dodge these bullets just barely but the fact is she's not like she's she's never going to be in a position where she's holding the gun you know right. she's constantly going to be dodging and dodging and dodging she's gonna to have to go on immunity streaks and then just like stop talking if she wants to make it further in this game
0: yeah yeah all right, well, six episodes, and we are doing—we were doing so well without the fourth wall breaking. But alas, Jeff has to break the fourth wall to alert us what is about to happen. He shares that back in Survivor 41, they did this historic merge twist where one group sent a player away where they had the power to change history. Erica did it, seized the power, and she won the game. Since they shoot back-to-back, they're going to do the same twist but tweak it a bit, a.k.a. because they want it to happen 100%. There are going to be three variables that are changing. First is the food is from Applebee's, which I am here for. I love Applebee's. Second, they will tell them in advance that the player they choose will be sent away and will have the power to change the game. And third, the winning five will determine if they want to send someone an A or give them the power or one of them of the five can go take it themselves. What do you think of these changes and what would you do? Isaac, we'll start with you. I appreciate the changes, honestly, if they are going
1: to do this twist because they seem hell-bent on doing this twist, then I think this is the right way to do it, because last season, the, it it felt a lot more unfair to Sydney, or Sydney than it does to the eventual boot this time, because cool. that boot had the option of going to the island themselves and taking the power themselves. Right.
2: Yeah. I will say that regardless, I I don't think that this is a good twist, because if it it's encouraging people to throw the challenge, if anyone, like if they do this twist in the future, nobody will want to play to win this challenge for the, like, I think this is like, it's, which is an oddity in survivor. Normally like you try to play to win, although sometimes people throw it, but at this particular challenge, it's detrimental to win because giving, now giving them the power to swap themselves out. It's like, okay, well that means that you're comfortable that telegraphs to other players that might be on the minority or bottom of alliances that, oh, this person feels comfortable enough to uh, control the narrative of the game and to sort of like keep everything in place and also give up reward for this. I, I It doesn't, doesn't rub me the right way.
1: Well, no. that's the thing. It's like these twists that have happened in season 41 and now season 42, like they're probably not going to happen in 43, 44. Right. I think we're moving into this era of Survivor where we have like, because they film two seasons back to back, yeah, so I'm yeah. Going to get like these two season twists, and then a new two season twist, and then new two yeah. season twists.
0: Yeah, like maybe five, six years down the line, maybe they'll bring it back as a surprise. But oh. yeah, I think we're gonna be done for the time being.
2: Yeah, and I'm glad because it really like, I, I feel bad. Like I sh- like, there's no way to predict that sort of like, no. and like I guess I guess out outlast outplay you know all that stuff. It's like you have to be able to pre- expect the unexpected. To quote another CBS show, right?
0: But but like, come on. I was gonna say it's a very Big Brother move. It's a very yeah. Big Brother twist. Um. Hey, I mean we're borrowing a lot of things from Big Brother on Viacom shows now. Um. I mean, it's chocolate. Yep, yeah, it's chocolate. All right, well, the tribes arrive as they see the new Vati now without Daniel, and Jeff tells them to drop their buffs as they are now in the individual part of the game. They are so excited until Mike asks if it's called a merge, and no, not exactly. Jeff tells them that they are not officially merged until the next tribal council, and they have to earn their way into the merge. So in this challenge, they are broken down into two teams where they have to dig up a boulder, push through a series of obstacles. They will go to the top of a tower, do a 75-piece puzzle. Is this the same challenge as last time?
2: You know what's funny? The puzzle is the same one that got Ricard out. But yeah. th- everything else is the same. Everything else is the same.
0: Okay, that's what I thought.
1: Yeah. They're definitely just reusing elements. Like, they go into, like, their challenge storeroom somewhere on the island, and they're like, all right, let's take that piece and then that piece. It's just, like, uh, one of those, like, flip books where it's, like, the head, the body, right. and the legs. And you mm. just, like,
0: flip to what one you want. That's how exactly. we now. Well, if they win, they will get their merch buff, they will get immunity at the First Tribal Council, and they will get a food reward thanks to Applebee's. And let's discuss the menu. Crunchy onion rings with honey barbecue sauce, double crunch bone-in wings, three burgers, the quesadilla burger, the whiskey bacon burger, or the classic bacon burger. For dessert, it's a brownie, and the specialty drink is the shark bowl. And is like, what is the vegan option?
2: I was about to say, like, no, this sounds that great, honestly. I mean... I
0: loves Applebee's. I love Applebee's. Do you not love Applebee's? Get me some Panera bread.
1: I was in it for the bacon burger. I was here for the bacon burger. I would have have gone for
2: like a cheeseburger for like, for like a, a, you know, extra pickles. Um, I did
1: watch this before I had lunch so I could get into that survivor mindset of like, oh, like the way that they react during these like reveals. I was laughing my ass off at Tori like grabbing onto everybody and everyone kind of just like ignoring her, like stop pretending. Oh
2: <laughs> my God. Cause you know, they, they probably tell them like, oh, like, like amp it up. Like when like we announce these like things and it's like Tori is like completely alone with just how yeah. she's trying to act like she's friendly with everyone, but no.
0: Are we surprised that Jeff Probst is not a spokesperson for Applebee's yet? Like put him on a commercial with a terrible country song. Let's just do it already.
1: It hasn't been done yet? no put ah. him put him and Karishma in a booth together like pull them <laughs> up <and> they're like <laughs> exactly there it is um With jack is, and jill playing in the background oh, oh my god. god jack and jill
0: is this worth playing for i say yes and i say listeners who wants to take me out for a uh, fancy like date to applebee's I'm, I'm ready whoever wants to take me out i'll, I'll, well, I'll just do it wait I'll a minute
1: funny wait
0: a minute
2: do, do they tell uh, them that the the way that the twist is working with the rocks before they go i forget i think they do if i'm not mistaken right
0: well they're gonna pull rocks but they're they're aware they're aware of,
2: they're aware of the of the game changing thing okay cool yeah
0: all right the rocks are drawn and here are our teams on orange we have jonathan high lydia marianne and tori on blue we have drea romeo omar mike and chanel With the Grey Rocks going to Lindsay and Roxroy. Very interesting breakdown. Obviously, it's fate. Nothing's rigged here. Um, But yeah, there were clear decisions for whoever was going to that island who thought they're going to do. Yep. Yeah. And again, it's 4-4-4. So it wasn't like the odds were against anyone. This is just how it broke down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, the challenge begins, and Jonathan is just a fucking beast. Like, the team should have just been weaker, but no, 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 they slaughtered it. Um, wait a minute. Jonathan beasting a challenge? I've I know, right? Wait a, wait a minute. Really? Once Orange gets that boulder out, they have the momentum. And Tori is going to be the key collector. Romeo for blue. Um, from the sit-out bench, Roxroy is getting a chubby watching Jonathan. Uh, he is so impressed. Mm-hmm. He would
2: call it a chubby wubby because all of these holy, holy schmackrolls holy, what, what like, is this man like. Excuse me. It was schnikes, not schmackerels, schnikes. Thank you. Thank you. I was like, what is this? Is this man
0: in the 1930s? What's going on? <laughs> His kids. His kids are watching. Right.
1: Okay, sure. And Marianne's there. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I'm swearing,
0: swearing around the seminary student, although she does swear later in the episode, but exactly. <laughs> yep. um, well, Lindsay's going to agree with this as this is the merge and you listen to every word from everyone. So she's just going to just follow along. Now team orange gets to the human ladder first. Jonathan is literally, literally throwing people up there. Um, I kind of wish though he got smashed by the blue ball.
2: I saw that happening. I was like, wait, are these solid? Are they going to crush him?
1: I mean, I don't, you know, don't... know what they're
0: made of. That Jonathan Petey
1: his- would have been kind of, like, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> in, like, in, like, the least hilarious, like, I'm not wishing harm on anyone, Yeah, uh, but that would have been... Like, a- um,
0: Smack the a next- big blue ball. <laughs> right. The next human ladder, Jonathan is pulling everyone up, and then yeah. you get High running up, and if you weren't sure he was gay before, you saw him running, he is gay now.
2: Oh. Um, High is... I'm just going to be blatant hi is one of my favorite contestants on this season <laughs> he's he's great one of the girls do you think it was grinder was it tinder oh
0: it was we'll definitely get there Grindr, but he we'll get there. that. are you kidding me we'll get there anyway lydia <laughs> and marianne are going to do the puzzle for team orange and then we're going to get to the blue who gets to the human ladder and that's just embarrassing they're out of steam and drea the athlete just cannot get up they're going to try getting crystal strategy. flashbacks oh my god right they're getting every strategy with mike even using his legs for her to grab on she still can't get it and instead she gets kicked in the face maybe that was just called karma i don't know survivor rich (laughs) yep eventually they're going to switch strategies as romeo goes down to help drea and they get it done uh but yeah this was very touchy-feely so if you don't like new people touching you uh this was not the challenge for you
2: I will say i think mike had the wrong strategy i get he's a firefighter so he's used to like getting people out of situations and and like burning buildings and stuff like that but like i don't i don't know if the right strategy is the person that is going to be like leading everyone is the person that's above everyone pulling people up i don't know if that's the right strategy
0: yeah like jonathan had the right one yeah I mean, well, he, he's also a beast, so he, it didn't matter what he did. He can be in any position. He would have been fine.
1: He could have, he could have thrown Marianne just clear across the field, right to the puzzle. See you up there.
0: When Blue does get to the puzzle, it's Chanel and Omer, but it was basically done. Orange was way, way, way too far ahead. Yeah. In the end, Orange wins. Let's make some decisions. Who will be getting the reward with Team Orange, and who is going to exile Island for two days and two nights and access to power? Hi shares that it was simple, as one of them looked like one of them needed to eat. Lindsay is gonna join them. And next, Roxroy will go to exile or will someone swap with him? And Tori gladly says, yeah, we're sending you, bitch. Um, let's analyze this. Right decisions, wrong decisions, what would you have done? Break down. Wrong Adriana. decision. All right, tell me why. You
2: fool! Um, To quote Gilbert Godfrey, uh, may he rest in peace. Rest in peace. I, Jeff was telegraphing to them. Whoever is going there is going to flip the game on its head. Do you want to maintain the, the status quo that you have built up? Or do you want it to go to someone who is burned by someone? Granted, I'm not sure if everyone knew of the whole Rockstar versus Tory thing. So I'm not sure if like they would have been able to predict it in the situation. And it sounds like they didn't have a lot of time to really strategize. But Jonathan almost swapped with him.
1: I thought that the one of these people looks like they need to eat was bullshit because Lindsay is stuffed with decently sized fish from the reward right. challenge. Exactly. Roxroy hasn't. I don't think they've won a single reward yet, have they? No. So he hasn't had anything to eat. So he's the one that should be eating. So that so Roxroy must know that that's a bullshit reason, which yeah. tells him that he, they're trying to screw him over.
2: Right. So, yeah, it's like you you have to really it's almost like a test of like a jury management where it's like you have to be able to screw this person over without them being
1: mad at you. And they did not do that.
0: Now, is there a world in which sending Lindsay would have been the right decision?
1: I think so. To make sure that the power stays on Orange in Orange's control, whether it gets used or not.
0: Yeah. Now, it would have made her vulnerable potentially for the. Uh, next uh, tribal would she have remained? Because obviously we've never seen this situation. We're probably not gonna see that situation play out. I think I she would have been
1: safe. I think she would have been safe too, based on how, I mean, the people, I guess at this point in the game, the survivors don't know, the tribe. The tribes people, what am I even calling them? The players don't know, like the dynamics of the game just yet. Had mm-hmm. they known that Chanel's being shady, Tori's being shady, had they known that there are bigger fish to fry out there, then they might have felt more comfortable sending Lindsay because right. they knew that she was going to be safe. But at this point, they don't know that. We do. So it's hard to say.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, Jeff will get the losers a consolation prize of one serving of rice as they head to the Vati Beach. And I was like, that's bullshit. Why do they get anything?
2: Damn. <laughs> right? Yeah. Anyway.
0: Jeff, of course, has to talk to Roxroy. He says he's happy Lindsay went as the person who was sent away would have been a little more of an advantage in the game, but that's the silver lining. He will get to change the game with the power and possibly, but everything will be revealed in due time. He isn't sure what the full reason for picking Lindsay and theorized that maybe it was Tori sending him out there to weaken him even more. He's not disappointed. It's Survivor. You want it to be hard as it shouldn't be too easy to get a million dollars. And I disagree. I want a scratch off card that can change my fucking life. I want the easiest survivor ever. I want to get on that
1: island and just coast to the end and take that money. I don't want it to be hard.
2: Yeah. yeah. The earlier oh, you start yeah. working, the earlier you go home. Shit.
0: All right. Well, the winners are so excited for their Applebee's. Uh, I wanted some in my belly, but we do see high eating a burger. So I guess he's foregoing that whole being vegan thing for, you know, surviving. Lydia is going to get this confessional that sweeter than the food was the buffs and being safe. And that should have been my clue for what was to come later on in this episode.
1: They discussed that. that
0: Confessional? Yeah. (laughs) They discussed that Jeff almost warned them about being sure they wanted to send Roxroy to exile. And Jonathan does say he considered exile. And honestly, that would have been the move I would have died to see because I don't think he would have smashed it.
2: I don't think he would have smashed either, because especially since Jonathan's whole thing is that he wants to be as low-key and go with the flow as possible mm-hmm. and then really perform well in challenges to save himself, it's almost, it almost behooves you to be like, oh, hey, people that are in control, I didn't mess with anything. You don't have to worry about me.
0: But well, we will learn uh, <laughs> about his home diet. His average meal is 18 eggs, nine pieces of cheese, and grits. Same, bro. um, is he guest on? What, what is going on here?
1: He, Jonathan, to me, is someone that, like, I, I can like appreciate the essence of this person on this specific reality show. In real life, I would not know how to deal, right. I wouldn't know how to, like, what, like, what, what's your, what are you doing? What's your purpose? Why are you consuming so much? For what? To be like the strongest person that owns a surf shack? Well, it's funny
2: because yeah. we also get this whole segment later on about like Jonathan being judged for his size. And it's like,
1: I don't know. You did things. this.
2: Yeah. I don't
1: know. I don't know. Got I think those
2: that's all by yourself. Exactly. I will have them all by myself.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yes, Jonathan needs to lay low as he's a big guy and hopes the social game will be enough to keep him around. Now, Tori, she's going to feel like she went from zero to hero. And it's perfect for her because Roxroy was outcast. She really despises that man.
1: Yeah,
2: for not giving her see- what she wants. I, 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 can, I mean, like, I don't like Roxroy, but like, damn, I wouldn't
0: vocalize it. Right. Well, she's going to share that she doesn't get along with Roxroy and that he wanted her out. Uh, she is airing all the ica Dirty Laundry. Um, she wants to be a number for whoever wants her. Which is exactly what the other three said she was going to do. They knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Um, so was it the smart move of getting rid of Swati? I don't know. Um, Tori is going to do whatever she wants to do with whoever she wants. Now that it's an individual game. But yeah, a lot of people divulge a lot of information in this episode. Do you see Swati's
2: t- uh, tweet, by the way, where she's like, uh, P.S. All of Ica are hoes. <laughs> oh
0: my God, that's <laughs> funny. All right, well. The losers are back at their new home and is dreaming of all that Applebee's. Romeo says you get to the merge and celebrate but not this time and Chanel wonders if they'll have a merge feast and Mike is like, it's called the rice we got. Chanel didn't come there to eat she came to play and win and not having immunity is hard as the chances of her going out is high. The losers are going to celebrate with their tiny bag of rice but Romeo says that if there were cockroaches or doo-doo they still would have been celebrating. To each their own. Good for you. Mm -hmm. But Romeo apologizes to America that he looks like crap as he is starting to look like a skeleton. Um, Could you imagine what Zach would look like at this point if he was still there? It's a fucking stick, (laughs) literally, (laughs) literally.
2: (laughs) By the way, has anyone ever said that Romeo looks like Jace Vegas because he kind of does? He even has the same tattoos that Jace has.
0: (laughs) Are you saying it's Jace Vegas out there? I am saying did Jace Jace Vegas in the same room?
2: I'm saying, can we account for his uh, whereabouts in last year?
0: Well, let, you know what? If the next immunity challenge is a uh, singing competition, we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, <laughs> we'll find out. Um, the losers are going to take their time to discuss and analyze what Jeff said about sending Roxroy as he kept pressuring them if they were sure they wanted to send him. Andrea will say, you never know. He could come back and say that he could switch it to say that they're not immune and they are. The way that camera just zoomed straight in on her so fast. You is could she brilliant hear... yeah. and intuitive or is she a production mole? You decide. You could
2: almost hear the Curb Your Enthusiasm sound playing
0: in the background. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I mean, it was very funny. It was a very funny moment because that was, that was shaky camera at all. Well, when you when you try to hoodwink, what, like 12
2: contestants at a time, like at this point, it's been 24 people that have had this twist happen. Someone's going to think that that's what's what's what the twist is going to be like. Someone's eventually going to think it.
0: Well, Dre knows that Roxroy is in her alliance, and she knows that if he can do anything to save her, he will. She knows that Mike has an idol, as they both said the phrase at the last community challenge. So they're going to chat about their idols. Drea claims that no one knows about her idol, but that's really not true. Mike reveals he went three challenges without a vote, and they both know that Marianne has an idol, as, you know, everyone else knows she has an idol at this point. Mike says if they get to the merge, they have to align. She says she has Romeo and Rox. He says he has High and Lydia, and we're going to watch that crumble later on. Uh-huh. Drea is going to reveal to him that he needs to be careful of Tori as she shares everyone's business and he reveals that Chanel is a great liar and she should be careful of her. I want to discuss all these reveals. Was this too soon to share? Have these twists really altered the game we used to know for the better or is the game just that much faster?
2: I think that the game is faster just because of the condensed gameplay of it all. But also, I think that the whole three idol thingy-majiggy is bullshit. Like you have to say the secret phrase that everyone can tell is something's off about this phrase. I don't know why you're saying it, but okay, work,
1: you have something going
2: on. I
1: don't know. uh, uh... Well, I think it's easier to hide because what we don't see is that Jeff actually asks all of them at least one question before Mm. every like meeting and they only show certain bits. So it's not like it's just like two people randomly saying some weird things and then they move on. Like everybody's saying some weird shit. So in that sense, I understand how it could fit into the story a bit better. We don't get to see that in the edit, though. Drea has been very um, forward with letting people know what she has. I don't think she didn't make it a single episode without letting someone know like, oh, and by the way, I had this extra vote. Oh, and by the way, I have the idol. Like, yeah, she's I, I think certain people don't know. And I think she's being careful about who she does tell. Like she knows not to tell Tori anything anymore. Mm-hmm. And she now knows not to tell Chanel, but my feeling is I'm not like when I found my idol on Survivor, I didn't even tell Adriana.
2: That's true. <laughs> he didn't tell me until we, he was like, hey, throw your vote on me. I'm playing my idol right now. And I'm like, fine, I will do it.
1: Meanwhile, and, and how many votes did I negate? How many? Like 12. all of them, all <laughs> of them, all Every of them. The vote was for me and I saved myself. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because it was like a there was I guess like three pair I don't know it's a long story but yeah also but the, thing, uh,
1: the thing is the more people you tell about your advantages the less powerful they become because people can start thinking about how to counter them yeah exactly
2: by the way during this whole well actually you no know, we'll get we'll I'm jumping ahead a bit when it comes time to talk about Omar but anyway keep going
0: well they both feel like they can use each other to protect each other and will share if they hear each other's names. He will not go home with an idol in his pocket. The war is about to begin. We're going to move over. We're going to move to Team Applebee's returning to camp. And now everyone gets to introduce themselves. It's all smiles, but things are about to get juicy. Omar says, you think it would be split by tribal lines, but he is currently the only safe person, uh, only non-safe person from his original tribe. He is keeping the door open and will jump up like a big shark in the ocean and eat some of these people. Now, Mike's going to make a speech that um, they're all merged, but not really. And now we're going to get some insight from Lindsay, who we haven't heard much about gameplay from her this season. She's about to go... go Sorry. Every time Lindsay shows
1: up on the screen, I, like, forget that she was there. And then when her confessional ends, I forget she's there again.
0: It's like Ice from I Love Money 2. And listen, isn't that how we felt about Miss Erica too? And look what happened to her. That's what we felt about
1: Heather too. Lindsay's edit is giving me loses in fire making. Like, it's giving me that... Like I, I don't I don't see it for her. I like her mm. when she's on the screen, but then I immediately forget
0: that she's in the game. Yeah. yeah. All right, she's gonna feel out Drea and High about the amulet from day one. Remember those things. We are reminded no. that one the more amulets, the less power. So extra vote to seal a vote to immunity idol. They go on a teeth cleaning walk to see if they will work together or will greed come uh, forward. To their face, they say they're gonna work together, but High is worried that they will be coming to at him to grab power we're gonna see who's gonna strike first and honestly i have a prediction if anyone's gonna do it it's gonna be high and he's gonna knock out Drea. Mm-hmm. i can see it yeah
1: and mike andrea's marianne... just gonna stare
0: at the camera just like
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep
0: <laughs> now mike and marianne go on an idle chat walk uh she says it's more power with less people knowing which is hilarious because so many fucking people know about her idol and she doesn't know that everyone knows about it exactly Now, she talks to Romeo, who is afraid of all the big people, and her strategy is to listen and not share her plans. She will put the others in the spotlight and keep herself in the dark. Great strategy. Not smart girl. Now, Tori (laughs) is going to ask her about her thoughts on Drea, and she shares that she likes her, but she might be a problem in the future. But a problem later is a shield in the future. What?
2: I heard, like, the weird gong sound effect in the background going, huh? (laughs)
0: and, and, and tori, well, tori played it as best
1: possible. possible tori pretends it's the most brilliant thing she's ever
0: heard. right <laughs> and, right and i was like why why okay it's fine maybe maybe it is well marianne feels like she has so many options because you need allies mm. now we're gonna get this stunning shot of the ocean and the players looking out at it and i feel like we really get an image like that um and for some reason it's just made the show feel like super special and real i don't know it was like the first time you like the cameras weren't in front of them, but then suddenly they were in front of them. I don't know. It was just very pretty. But this is when we're going to have a moment where Mike and Jonathan are going to have a bond. Mike believes that Jonathan gets judged for what he looks like, but he can tell he's a good guy. He tries to relate to him about how when he was younger, he was judged and called a blockhead. And if anyone calls me a fucking blockhead, I will get my revenge on you.
2: Well, I don't know Michael Block.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: has anyone ever called you a
0: blockhead (laughs) all through high school
1: (laughs) while i while i'm never like on team bro i did appreciate this moment as like a way to i guess embrace your masculinity without it being toxic i will say
0: they both say that they have had feelings of loneliness jonathan says he's so big that people think he's a jerk and he has to prove that he's not but they've been a lot through a lot in their lives. They can tell when they look in each other's eyes that they're going to be buddies, not lovers. I was about to say, like, it was, like, I was, it was that line. It was when Jonathan's like, a look into his eyes. It's like, Mm-mm, do you not. Are we doing fan fiction here? Because you just opened up the fan fiction for a lot of uh, redditors. Have you if,
2: seen the the BB Canada gif where it's like the guy's rubbing his belly? He's like, why'd you stop? And like, he looks like he's about to lean for a kiss.
0: Oh my god!
1: Like, yeah, I gotta ask. I've, I've, I have read this Thor Thanos fan fiction before.
0: <laughs> yeah
2: no it's um, and the one from the from the black order the the one that gets shot into space the alien what's his name not thanos the one that battles iron man and and uh dr strange in the beginning of uh uh infinity wars and wipes their asses
0: out i don't remember i didn't see infinity wars anyways well i gotta ask will these two be a new duo on amazing race i said don't count it out no you don't think so nah all right well it's day 13 it's fishing time and jonathan literally flips a rock over while chanel falls over
2: um no that wasn't Chanel. that was drea no that was chanel no Chanel. That was that was Chanel? I thought it was Drea you know, because they kept showing uh Drea falling off the off the boulder. I thought it was like a callback to no. that. And I was like Oh
0: no, no, that was that was Chanel because of the green sweatshirt. Oh, you're right. Really ever taken off. You're right. Um so he's gonna catch Swid. He later on gets a clam. And they and High says they would starve without him. But High is not opposed to working with someone he's intimidated by. He wants to keep him in the game so there is a shield in front of him. But now we're going to get to the actual gay portion of our show. And it's time to hear about how hi met his partner. He reveals he was commuting for work. He downloaded Tinder. He got a message from a guy with two blurry photos and no bio. He didn't respond at first, but the guy followed up. Adriana is definitely grinder, right?
2: Well, what's funny is that he goes, I, I downloaded Gr- Tinder.
1: <laughs> like there's an audible pause. And like let's, even, Ric- even Ricard has jumped in on this. <laughs> let's mm-hmm. break it down. You cannot speak to somebody on Tinder unless you swipe right on them. Hi would never swipe right on two blurry photos that had no bio. This is obviously exactly. Gruntner. He obviously got a dick pic. He was obviously intrigued. Let's move on.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you've seen pictures of him and his boyfriend. They're very, very cute together. It's really nauseating. I hate it.
2: It was probably Growler or like Scruff or something. And like, he just was, Im- it was probably BBRT. Uh-
1: <laughs> I actually do think it was Scruff because on Scruff, you can have multiple photos on Grinder. Well, Grindr just now let you have multiple photos, but yeah. prior yeah. to but it prior to season 42 being filmed, it was not possible. So I think it's rough. Ooh. I think it's rough.
2: Ooh. Maybe, investigation. Maybe, maybe the investigation continues. Uh yes. maybe it, it will uh it wasn't
1: sniffy's because that's not our, shout, that was around. Just shout wolf at him and see if he turns around. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> well, this is gonna lead to us learning a bit about Romeo. Uh he says that they are both part of the LGBT community, but he feels that he still has to change himself to fit in and be accepted. He says Hi doesn't do that stuff, so it was cool for him to meet someone that is comfortable with themselves. Romeo and Hi are going to go off and chat, and Romeo shares that he grew up in South Central LA from an immigrant family where it's not okay to be gay. He uh, adapted and pretended. He is out to most of his family aside from some in El Salvador, but he doesn't know if they will accept him because they all will see him on the show. His biggest fear is being looked at differently. You don't want people to stop loving you, he says, or see you the way, not see you this the way that you've been seen. He starts to break down and High basically is his shoulder to cry on. Romeo doesn't want the people at home to look at him differently or love him less, but he's not afraid of the game, but disappointing the people. High says he's here for him and there are people who support him. He doesn't want to blend in. It's his first time he's living his true life and he's going to leave Fiji a different person. We love real-life moments on Survivor, especially um, gay-related ones. Whether the two of them work together or not, they have a bond. Um, and I really I like this moment between the two of them. It was very reminiscent of um, uh, Survivor, Gen X, Millennials vs. Jet X, with mm-hmm. Brett and um, what's-his-face? Zeke. And Zeke. No.
1: Oh, was, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I was thinking um, of the cancer moment.
0: Right. oh yeah, yeah yeah but when brett and zeke Heather their her, their gay moment together mm-hmm. um is, yeah Romeo. This, <laughs>
1: this is the importance of casting more than one token minority representative to be on your
0: shows well that's what i was just gonna say the show has grown where there has used to be just a token gay person each season but this season there are five lgbtq players in the season uh including lydia hi romeo jackson and chanel which i Don't think we've heard anything from her backstory yet about that. Um, Is this a good reflection of America or is this diversity casting make everybody feel good?
2: I actually think this is a good representation and also I think it allows for more uh, varied forms of gameplay and varied uh, strategies and varied types of alliances and uh, commonalities that you can find within people. Um, I will never say that having a more diverse cast will ever be a bad thing. Yeah.
1: Ever. And also, and yeah. speaking of uh, like racially, we have the most black women to ever make it to the merge in this yep. season. Three. I was gonna say like only three, but it's yeah. great that I have three options of people that I can root for, and they're all all very different people.
0: Right. Yes, and
1: you have right Yes. Well, yes. Three black, three black women. I said. Three right. 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 Yeah. And then there's Rocks but I'm talking about the people that I'm rooting for. Yeah, Um, (laughs) I was going to say,
2: it was really interesting because I don't think we've seen that many times at Tribal Council a conversation that was happening between two Black women. Like, I don't think that happens, like, that often, if I'm not mistaken. Like, it was really cool. I mean, it
0: did last season because you obviously had the alliance between Shannon and Liana. These three are not working together at all at the moment. They're not, but like um,
2: it, it's. It was also healthy that the show was like, and we're gonna squash that conflict. It's not going to be like a like because CBS also, I think, like was very public with them being like, we are going to be more diverse. This is going to be a initiative that we're launching, and they've made it seem authentic, which I'm very yeah. happy for.
0: Well, and I mean, getting back to last season compared to this season, obviously, last season we saw um, the black players band together because. wanted to see a black representation in the uh, in the winner's seat um that's not happening this season just it it all comes down to dynamics and and social bonds and just very interesting because you can still play survivor the same way and you're never going to have the same outcome ever that's what makes the show so amazing
2: yeah even with the same damn stupid twists
0: exactly all right, Hi is going to tell Omar that he should be wary of who he gives information to and reveal that he was at the bottom and that his tribe was going to vote out Lydia and then him. Omar reveals that he thought Chanel was honest and straightforward and then Hi reveals that Chanel lost her vote at the Journey and Omar is like, I am so happy you told me that. Oh, wait, I'm voteless now, you bitch. <laughs> and by the way, Omar is telling people now that he's voteless in front of Chanel. Yes, we're going we're gonna to break that down later because I don't think he realized he did that. Um, yeah, but yeah. Um, how would you cover in this moment? Because I thought Omer did a good job without revealing too much.
2: I think he did a good job without, because he, he was also like, okay, now my strategy is going to be shut up. Let everyone tell me what to do. And that's that. But then he also had a good, uh, he turned at the right point of saying, no, now I have to like actually take control.
1: I think in this moment, he, I mean, he, it doesn't take him too long to admit later on that he doesn't have a vote, but I think that's the right move because everyone's saying Chanel's so shady, Chanel's so shady. Omar can mm-hmm. be like, oh my God, she's so shady that she took my vote away from me. Yeah, please get rid of her. Yeah. like mm.
0: This is the most danger he's felt in the game. Chanel will talk to him that they are bonded, but he is not happy that she doesn't trust him enough to reveal that he doesn't have a vote. He does find her sketchy and wants her gone. Now, speaking of Omar... This day apparently happened to be his sixth anniversary with his girlfriend. He tells Mike that he didn't date anyone until he was 24. They were friends for a year and then they were dating, but they're saving themselves for marriage. And Mike is straight up just going to ask if Omar is a virgin. And he just, yeah, of course he's going to say it. And Mike says, good for you. And I was like, I don't know how to take that. Good for you? Is that really the phrase you're going to say when you hear that story?
2: Well, Mike's a very particular weird guy.
0: I don't. Eh. But for
1: you, you look happy and healthy. God, I wish that I could do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. This was an interesting bond. I don't know why we had it in this episode, but maybe it'll be foreshadowing later on. In the world of expected, we do see Marianne and Lydia as the youngins with the old grandma names go off on a walk. And then High and Jonathan share who they like and who they don't like. And High tells him that he will go to Rocks for Jonathan, just like he did for Lydia. And now he has established agency and he's got to get the numbers in order. On the beach, High will tell his little group that he and Lydia are together. Mike is a man of his word, so there's three. Drea says Rocks is like Mike's, so he is solid. Jonathan has Lindsay and Omar, so that's seven. Did I miss Romeo in this moment? Did they not mention Romeo?
2: No, they mentioned Ape because they kept talking about Right, eight. they
0: kept, said Ape, but they never mentioned Romeo by name.
2: I will say Romeo is not the greatest game player, so I think they just kind of rope him in, just say, okay, yeah, you're mm-hmm. here. Okay, yeah, gotcha.
1: I think that something must have happened between now and back when they were still on their tribe of four because it seems like Dre and Romeo were the two that were close and Roxroy was on the outs, but so- right. suddenly Roxroy and Drea are sticking together.
0: Right, so Some technically happened. Roxroy hasn't even been there. And right. also
2: remember at, at Tribal when Romeo was like, I can tell when someone's just uh, having a bullshit conversation with me, yada, yada. Did I say Roxroy, Romeo was having a bullshit conversation with me. And Drea's like, I don't agree with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, so we're, we're, we're missing something. Maybe we'll find out later on or next week. Hi says he is a driver. he can't take the back seat. He now has to find out the threats. He shares Chanel is the next as he as she plays all sides. Drea will say Tori will screw you over and Jonathan's going off for Marianne would have been gone next even though she has done nothing to hurt the tribe. So this majority is going to go with Tori and Chanel first, Marianne only because they needed a name, but with Tori and Marianne safe, it's going to be bad news for Chanel. And speaking of bad news for Chanel, she catches the four some talking and she knows what's up when all four of them scurry away. Listen, to you future players, y'all got to work on your cover stories. Y'all were weak.
2: And they kept using the same cover story.
0: It was bad. They I Everyone will- should take an improv class if you're going on Survivor. Just go for one.
2: I will say that was Isaac and I had good uh, ability to like just have bullshit conversations with people when we were playing Survivor.
1: It but is we, a lot easier we, online though, because you can pretend that you're busy or that like you like you have time to formulate a response. It doesn't have to be right away. Yeah. I I I would have a lot of trouble with this part of the game, like meaning to hold my cards close to my chest. People would be able to suss out very quickly in person that I wasn't being upfront with them. So yeah, and- I get it. I I get that this is a really, really difficult part of the game.
2: As a professional clown who's used to uh, acting as if I'm friends with people, I would have no problem with (laughs) this.
1: Fair.
0: Well, Chanel knows that being in the majority means being in the right conversation. She's trying to find her place and who she can trust. So she's going to tell Lydia that she felt that she was intruding. But Lydia attempts to cover it up and says they were discussing Roxroy, which is not entirely wrong.
2: His you name did come
0: up in the conversation. It did.
2: <laughs> yeah, but the thing with that is that it's like when you ask enough questions about it, then it's like you're not really changing the subject and making it it's like, well, well, right. You were talking. Okay, so are you working together? Well, uh mm, uh uh comment, you gotta you gotta squash it. Yeah,
0: but Chanel is immediately like, You are making a five, and Lydia's like playing dumb and needs to be keep her comfortable, but Chanel now doesn't trust Lydia she's holding stuff back she won't look in her eyes mm. and finally chanel has a clue on what's going on socially mm. now when omar gets in the conversation with drea and jonathan and hi he reveals that he doesn't know if he has a vote as chanel screwed him so this prompts drea to reveal that she has an extra vote and she thinks this to count build how
2: many times bad move, bad move, bad exactly that's bad move
0: yeah i was gonna say why are so many people eager to share their secrets i don't like this overall gameplay i just don't get it
2: I think that the reason why is because they can sense that something's coming. So they want to seem useful to as many people as possible. And I I, like, it's a bad move. I agree with you, but also at the same damn time, it's like, I feel like they're all just kind of like, it's still like, they know that the merge is the point where everything's like uncertain. And they're just like, Oh, I just need to like sell myself as much as possible.
1: You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I think Drea made the mistake of telling Tory early on that she had an extra vote. Wow. So now she's kind of in a position where she has to tell people before Tory does in order to not seem suspicious. Right. So I get, I get maybe why she felt more, I guess, cavalier in saying, I have an extra vote now, but it's still based on an earlier mistake of telling too much information.
0: Well, once again, Chanel comes over and they're like, we can't make her feel weird. So High tries to include her into the mix, but no one follows up with the story. And this was even more uncomfortable.
1: It was worse because High waved her over. Right. And then they stood there and then they went spearfishing again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go visit Roxroy in exile. He's got some rice and a machete and a pot. He's ready to live on his own. He's not great at starting fires, apparently, which is funny because he was on everyone's ass at Ika. So... As he's making fire, the fucking hourglass is just sitting there taunting him, and there is just no information, so he's going to bring it to camp, and he has no idea what to do with it. Now I have to ask, if you see an hourglass, you see a hammer, and you know there is an advantage of some sort, would you be inclined to, you know, like, search within the mysterious object for said advantage?
1: I think I would have smashed it! I mean, he was probably prompted by production, like, "Hey, there's the thing behind you. Jeff's going to be here later to talk about it with you. Just like, do, just like, look at it. Look at it." Fine. I will say I the most make-
2: annoying part of it was just Roxroy's like verbal commentary to the camera. I always hate these moments where they're alone; they have to narrate what they're thinking.
0: Yeah.
1: I will say though, I really did enjoy this Rockstroy montage. I really enjoyed seeing like this Survivor Borneo style player. Yeah, it was, it was very like, old school. But like here for the survival aspect, not at all here for the game.
0: At right, all. Right. At well, all. One thing we don't get from Rockstroy that we did get from Erica is backstory. Erica was that triumphant lance over to line, overcoming obstacles, and Roy's is more being about being alone and getting to do things that he's always wanted to do. Um, so I'm going to f- firmly say Roxroy's not winning the show.
1: What else Roxbury- gave it away? Roxbury is <laughs> not winning the show at all.
0: No. At all. Um, while he wanted to learn things about himself, the obstacles he does divulge in is his vision, as he has keratoconus, which is the coning of your cornea. I don't even know what that means, but he has surgery on both his eyes, and it could lead to blindness. So this could be the last time at his age to see how beautiful the planet was. Um Cool. Rox will laugh and cry as he looks over at the full moon as he says that he was meant to be there. It's the next morning and pop, pop, it's rice time. He's enjoying being away from the social aspect of the game and he's just there to relax a bit. But no time for that. Jeff is arriving on his boat.
2: Now, Mike, Rox- I might have to I might have to interrupt you, Michael, because I have to go get this rice off the the pot.
0: Oh, okay, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, 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 go for yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Um, I I really wish that there was some sort of drag race crossover where the Queens have to pretend to be excited when RuPaul comes in the room where Roxbury is like,
0: Oh, Jeff, Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) Well, (laughs) he is excited for Jeff to come, but he's also nervous because there's always some sort of twist and turn. Um, so Jeff's going to ask how he's feeling being out there. Uh, he says that the pause has helped him. Jeff recaps him that there was six that are safe with the buff. He said the other, he and the other five have to compete and one will go home. And then follows it up with, it doesn't have to be that way. And Rockstroy is like, huh? Jeff's going to signal him to go get the hourglass. And Jeff is very giddy. I don't know if you caught how giddy and smiley he was during this moment. But he's going to go through the whole story about history and says he can change history by reversing the outcome of the challenge. The safe six would leave their safety and the other six will be safe. And Roxroy immediately thinks of the cons as having a target on his back. On the other hand, he has Drea and Romeo in his alliance and they could protect him as they as he protected them. So he has the to either smash it or do nothing. Smash or pass. Them, smash or pass. And the two of them fist bump. Oh that's cute. I forgot about that. This bump, yeah. Um if you were Roxroy, what would you do? Smash.
1: Obviously. Okay. You can either be safe or you cannot be safe. Right. You are no. not you are not in the majority on the last vote on your tribe. Do you want to be safe or not be safe? There's and you no, have, Yeah, there's no... no there's no mystery here. Yeah. The only mystery I have is why he didn't smash it while Jeff was talking to him.
0: Exactly, <laughs> because production told him, "Don't you do it until we get a, a great image of you." Well,
1: I did like he- how I did like how Rockstar was like the well. There's also the Tory factor, so it's like cons. I could have a big target on my back, but on the other hand, fuck Tory. <laughs> I appreciated that energy.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, also like it, ha- like this twist has the built-in excuse of like, well, guys, I had to do it. I had to protect myself. It wasn't like, I hate you guys. It was just, I wanted immunity.
0: Don't worry. We're going to talk about uh, the the after effects momentarily, but for him, it's the devil you do or the devil you don't, and now it's going to be time to find out what Rox Roy did. He returns. Rox shares that it was tough being alone, and Jeff reminds them that when they sent him away, they gave him the power, and he just doesn't have to sugarcoat it. He explains right away the rules, and it is pure shock. I wish we got a close-up of Drea saying, I knew it, but we didn't. Yep. Roxroy has decided that sometimes everyone does deserve a do-over, and he has changed history. Um, let's just leave that camera on Tori because she's not happy. She's pissed. Now let's let's we're I'm going to discuss this with you. Tori is going to try to rationalize this and says, and she does a piss poor job at it. She says that not only did they send him to be exiled, but they sent him knowing he had a power. And she's pissed off because she did this to maybe help him. Girl, are you serious? And Jeff's going to then ask her if there was just a gift to Roxroy And she's like, partially. She's digging her own grave. Isaac. They all said it too. Right. Isaac, what is she doing here? Um
1: being an idiot being emotional being reactionary she should have kept her face completely still and not made it clear that she was pissed off so that jeff wouldn't have asked her that question so she wouldn't have given that stupid answer
0: yeah um this was like the popular girl who doesn't get her way it was very mean girls um it was like i need to speak to the manager of survivor energy. right um but you know what if there's ever a heroes or villains she's got a slot in the villains tribe she really does
1: Imagine Rocks- Roy- and Elena on the same season ah, I was about
0: to say oh the same thing <laughs> Roxroy will speak up and say that if he's sent someplace, he's going to stick with how he feels Josh going to tell the safe six to drop their buffs as they are no longer safe and one of them won't even make the jury for today's, today's challenge is a survivor classic they will pull a rope while balancing a wobbly table while stacking letter blocks if they fall over they have to start again first person to spell immunity wins uh, that immunity necklace was really cool
1: i love nice. the necklace it was so yes. cool
0: how much do you think it's going to go for an auction because i want it thousands thousands,
1: thousands
2: of, yeah. yeah all right let's do some sh- beating on it
0: let let let's let some uh, let's get some f- crowdfunding we we'll, we can share it it will be a, a tribe and like individual immunity necklace let's do it right come on could you, you imagine if the, on drag race they
1: actually have those would you say you want to give me individual immunity
0: yeah, we can, we can share it. it. Oh, yeah. Come on, Eric. <laughs> um, how would you do in this challenge? Because I know I would do very poorly. See, I've always, I've always wondered what's stopping
2: anyone from just walking the blocks over and just laying them all flat. And then once you have all seven blocks over there, just stacking it.
1: You have to take them one at a yeah, time. You have to go one at a time. I know, but what I'm
2: saying is what's stopping someone from one at a time bringing the blocks and just flat putting them on the board or in small piles and then just going, okay, boom. I think boom, the boom. rules
0: is you, you have, have to, to go make, up. You have to make a stack. Yeah. Mm. I understand what you're saying. I think the rules explicitly say you can't do it that way because well, you, that's an rules. easy... Right. For us, they don't say the full rules. For them, they probably do. because uh, rules,
1: take, rules take like 15 minutes to read because it's it's yeah. like pages and pages and pages. It's not just one, two, three rules are a very long part of making shows. And then you have yeah. to like get it all on camera. You have to make sure that everybody signs like yeah. it's a whole process that we don't want to watch on TV.
2: Well, I, I say that because I think of like those peridium videos where it's like someone hacks the challenge and it's like, right. I think of the, the balance beam one where they're going down, they hold the thing and someone like managed to hack the challenge by just going sideways down the thing. Right. And it's just like a simple thing like that. Like what's stopping someone or better yet from having absolutely no, te- like no give on the rope and just completely pulling it as hard as possible. Just keep it as flat as possible.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I was going to say, once you get out there, let us know how it goes, but you said you're not playing. So G- girl, girl, no, Fine. I'm never playing this game. You know, I, I really, I really want to have like a, a, a nightlife version of uh, one of those survivor games Get everyone who loves Survivor um, for any nightlife, and we'll do it. We'll go to Central Park. It'll be great two days. Girl, I would. That'll be a horrible two days. <laughs> everyone. Twinkie Boots wants other? to win. Twinkie Boots wants to win.
2: Uh, no, I will win if I do that. But uh, oh no, I will win. I will win. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All
0: right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll but see, never we'll doing see. it. Never doing it. Why not?
2: I. Survivor is it was a fun because ge- when we did it together I brought was brought on as like the partner I didn't really apply to it to be like and also just do something fun because um, I think it was like right around when like Drag Race didn't pick me up for uh for one of the seasons so I was like eh, I need something fun to do and Survivor maybe it was just the fact that it was 60 players but it was it,
1: it took a lot out of me
0: it was, it was a lot
1: it almost ruined our friendship yeah honestly. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, it's also during the middle of the pandemic. (laughs) Fine. Do you want to host it? Yes. There we go. That. There we go. All right. uh, This was a pretty boring challenge, honestly. To analyze the results, you really can't say anything until the end. Um, I just wish everyone had the fun outlook of life like Marianne. She can drop the blocks and still be happy to be there. Um, But in the end, Tori wins. She knows her life is on the line. Um, I wish karma would have intervened and she would have dropped it as she literally took that step on the platform, but it's did over. You notice,
1: did you notice that the second eye in immunity on Tori's stack was upside down. So technically, technically she could have been disqualified. Technically. Okay. Okay. I'm just kidding. I don't really fucking care. <laughs> um, but yet another fucking bullet.
0: I was going to make a joke here, but uh, before the podcast, someone showed me a tweet from the one and only Rob Sestranino about Tori finally getting immunity. Um, so I'm not going to make the joke. I had ready, but uh, Rob Sestranino, you're a better man than I am. So pro- the pro- joke would have probably come out better from your mouth. But we Lydia shares. Yeah, go ahead. It. Exactly. Lydia shares that Tori and Chanel were in trouble, but now they're both safe. It's a worst case scenario for everybody. Time for a new plan. It's about to be chaos. And again, this should have been the precursor to Lydia is going home. Mm. I've actually had that situation before. happen.
1: The fact that mm-hmm. Lydia has two confessionals in one episode. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. Right. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's all kind words to Tori, but Rox is safe for tonight. He's safe for now. He tells the ones that who do did the challenge that he feels for them. They say it's no hard feelings, but now he has to build new connections. Jonathan reveals to Rox that he is part of their reliance. Uh, so that's, that's great. He didn't have to do any work. Romeo is going to talk to Tori, even though he doesn't like her and tells her that they'd be stupid to not vote Jonathan out. Cause he will win everything. He also shares that Mike is up Jonathan's ass. Um, this is where Romeo comes out and Tori is like, did they give you food? Like, how did you get this energy? <laughs> this was a different side of rock of Romeo here.
2: It was, I think it like, well, cause Romeo seems to be very much a, I want all of the big people out. Yeah. Cause he, he
1: very much big, literal big people. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. He, he he overestimates like, there's always that one person survivor who always is like, I know that I am not good at challenges. I need to get out the people who are good at challenges. Right.
0: Well, Roma is power hungry and wants Jonathan gone, so he pitches to Drea, Marianne, and High that if it's not Jonathan, it'll likely be High. Marianne doesn't want to vote for Jonathan, but her butt is on the line too. Now, Lydia will pitch Jonathan to Lindsay and Chanel, but Lindsay says he's terrible at puzzles. And uh, she claims that she's open, but counters with Marianne. Chanel wants to know if she has anything, and Lindsay is going to reveal that, yes, she does. Marianne has an idol. And that is why you keep things a secret. Mm. Um, she might've been an ally when you were tribal, but now that you both are have your ass on the line, this is the ammunition that Lindsay needed. I thought this was a good move by Lindsay. Did Lindsay
1: straight up reveal that Marianne has an idol?
0: She didn't fully say it, but she did nod her head alluding to it. Yeah, yeah. they think she has
1: something and she said yes. That yeah, But I think this is good, though, because it's also not a full Tory situation where she's just running around saying this person has this, this person has this. Lindsay's saying, I think this person might have something. That's a different way of like planting seeds of doubt that aren't going to come back and bite you in the ass. This was, I agree, a really good move for Lindsay.
2: Planting a seed of doubt is a lot better than lying.
0: Mm -hmm. Lindsay wants to make people see the power that Marianne has as she is more of a threat than her or Jonathan. Chanel says she sees right through it. Jonathan is not so golden to her. Meanwhile, Omar is just going to play, shut the heck up and not say anything in a group setting as he shares he doesn't have a vote. Oh, and Chanel is right there as he um, says it. So did they hash it out or did he forget that Chanel is the reason why he doesn't have a vote?
1: I think they must have talked about it.
2: I, I think Omar just completely forgot that she was there.
1: I don't think that Omar completely forgot because Omar, we'll get to it, but Omar's brain was on a hundred cylinders oh, yeah. firing tonight.
0: He yep. he had
1: the play of the week. I think
0: mm-hmm. Jonathan is trying to get Omar to hustle for him, but he's going to keep fighting in the game as he's going to vote for Marianne. He just has to put trust in people he met a day ago, a day and a half ago. Lydia tells Omar that it's either Jonathan or Marianne but she just wants it to be in the majority. So Omar will use this information as she doesn't know if she wants to stick with the eight. So he's going to suggest sacrificing Lydia. Omar is going to try to bring Taku back together as he wants Marianne to say as he has weapons and will need that arsenal. So he's going to pitch to his former tribe to vote Lydia. Omar says if he's not successful getting the votes on Lydia, she, that Marianne should use her idol. We're now gonna see Marianne crying confessional. And if ever the show wanted us to love her more, it was this moment.
1: I'll say this right now. I think Marianne's going to win the entire season.
0: Uh I wouldn't wouldn't be shocked.
1: Based on the edit that we've gotten, because it's very much, uh, what's his name from last season, JD, was that his name? Yeah. Yeah. And he went pre merge So the fact that she's gotten this edit, but she's still here tells me that she's going to go far. And I think that she's likable enough that people will swing votes her way if she's sitting next to two like kind of game bots who didn't have the social game. I, she's my winner pick as of right now.
0: And and you know what? She's getting all of the promos. When whenever there's a survivor commercial, it's her. Mm-hmm. Her and Mike.
2: I will say, even pre-season, everyone was like Marianne.
0: Yeah, it's true. So Omar is going to tell Drea now that it's Lydia. He is taking the information and brings in his own truths, but he has to get High to get rid of his number one. High is about to break down as he want, went to rocks for Lydia. He's going to say that it's not an option not at all, but now he has to scramble to get Lydia to say. High needs Marianne to go home, but she has an idle. Relationships are going to take precedence. If Lydia goes home, it'll only hurt his game. And this is going to be where good players fold and great players prevail. And we're going to remember that as we... Um, get to this next portion of tribal yeah um anything could happen here and mr jeff is taking in the good looking tribe uh but more no more niceties let's get down to business hi feels that this is a defining vote but things are fluid as everyone is in conversation omar says everyone said let's get firewood but that firewood is empty um it's nice to hear laughs at tribal yeah romeo is going to go on gut feeling wait wait wait, wait wait The firewood is empty. What
1: was Roxroy doing? Because you know that while everyone else is having these side conversations, Roxroy is just like tending camp, not talking to anyone. And we'll get- He was searching for limes. He was trying to figure out how to spell Lindsay. Anyways.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Romeo is going on a gut feeling how are people feeling about him are people having a conversation with him or are they just starting a nonsense conversation just to say they talked he can tell if someone is telling him the truth or not Drea feels like she can pick up on those clues as well but maybe someone didn't talk to you because they didn't feel comfortable talking to you she sees both sides what was this tiff?
1: something happened know. something happened Yeah. Something happened, and we were not shown what happened
2: yeah I think that, honestly, based off of this conversation, I would pick Romeo or Drea to be my person that I would drag to the end because they clearly have demonstrated that they are having conflicts with other people, are not great social game players, and also just are not... like They're letting their emotions get the best of them.
1: I I agree specifically about Drea. Drea is the person that I would take to the end because she is... She's not going to get votes if she makes it to the end just because of how, how stoic she is and how it's, it seems like she's just there for gameplay. Mm-hmm. And like while that's great and while that, I like, I like her as a character, I like seeing her just collect these idols like she's walking through the supermarket and advantages. Um, she's not going to be able to pitch herself well and make people like her on her no. tribes.
2: She couldn't pitch herself going up a ball.
0: Nope. <laughs> all right hi we'll bring up the driver passenger analogy again he I'm said he grew he's up... a
2: top because he keeps calling himself the driver
0: you think he's a top i'm kidding Oh, i was gonna say well he says he grew up with a lot of confidence issues but he uh, came out not wanting to be that version of himself playing a fearful game won't get you anything anywhere anywhere jeff's going to tell a story about how he moved from wichita to seattle during high school and he decided he was going to change the person he was and he's going to ask lydia if she's had like a similar experience of what parts of her she is going to hide she's going to share that growing up she faked confidence but leaving town and gaining gain confidence became real in survivor you're going to play better if you're the full authentic self and i was like she's watched a lot of drag race hasn't she tragedy mirror hmm Jonathan says there comes a point in the game that you can do all that you can, and whoever gets kicked out, he hopes they feel that way. Now Omer's younger self would not have been able to do this, but now that he's 30, he has had real life experience. You can do you know you can do uh, you can feel it when someone's coming for you. The second he mentioned his younger self, I was like, Okay, we're really getting into this drag race thing.
2: Wait, how does he know what it feels like when someone's coming for you if he's a virgin? <laughs>
0: uh-
1: he's right about it he's right about it
0: it. (laughs) um i'm sure he's watched porn maybe maybe not actually maybe not maybe not yeah i could believe it if he didn't honestly if he told me that i would believe it Mm -hmm. rock's right noted that he built an alliance that he can rely on for this vote but he also feels pretty bad that his decision is ultimately the reason why that person will be leaving but let's get some fireworks going Jeff is going to ask Marianne what the theme of the vote is. She says, who can I continue to work with and who do I want to work with for a long span of time? Drea doesn't agree with that because she feels tomorrow someone can be gunning for her and she might have to depend on someone else to save her. Marianne is going to try to explain that you choose your vote because you think the person will work with you, but if they change their mind, you won't work with them. She feels like they're on the same page and Drea is adamant that they are not. This was stupid and petty.
2: There's a big age gap between them. And I think that Drea is thinking that Marianne's a lot younger than she is.
1: I think that Drea spent five minutes interacting with Marianne and was like, nope, not my type of person. Everything is going to annoy me from here on out.
2: Yep. It's very Jasmine versus uh, Cornbread. Mm -hmm. I mean,
0: yes. Marianne's charm does worry her that it could get her voted out. She will go on a monologue proving Jeff's point. But hey, she is a fan favorite um, and she didn't even remember his question.
1: I did I did appreciate her explanation though that some people have things that they need to work on that aren't as obvious. And hers are yeah. right here. And the problem is I'm a blabbermouth and I'm like annoying. But would you rather sit next to somebody annoying at the end of the game who's not going to snake you or sit next to somebody whose seek whose negative traits you don't know?
2: Yeah. Would you want to work with someone who's going to blab all your secrets?
1: Is she is she blabbing
0: other people's secrets though? She's not. She's, She's blabbing about her, her idol. <laughs> I mean, it's a, right? She's not blabbing about her, anyone else's secrets. Tori is. So it's it's one of those things. Who? Which one of them would you rather potentially lose a million dollars to? One thousand percent, it would be Marianne any day of the week.
2: I would rather take Tori because I know for a fact Tori's not going to win.
1: Can Fair. you get Can you get to the end with Tori, though? I don't
0: know. I don't think. Oh, true. You're right. She's
1: holding you in the street, ready to throw you under the bus, and like she might pull you back when she realizes she doesn't need to. Yeah, Marianne's uh, holding yeah. hands on the sidewalk.
0: Hmm. Um. So then there's a beetle attack at Tribal. It jumps on Roxroy, and I feel like this was a metaphor for something. Why did they keep that in, or was that just to show more colors of Marianne?
1: I think it was a. Uh, everyone's freaking out, but Roxroy doesn't care.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> also
2: a callback to Heather. Wow. like send in the idol and then just the
0: whoosh (laughs) (laughs) and ellen's asked about whether you should hide your quirks or be you and she believes this game is pulling out the truest version of yourself where you're meeting your truest potential if you're not authentic people will see through it and high says there are 12 realities with different perceptions of every person so if you believe someone is telling you the truth it could be a lie and lies will be revealed tonight and with that it's time to vote no idols are played no shots in the dark no advantages It is a vote of six to two to two to one. Lydia is voted out. Let's break this down, shall we? Voting Mm -hmm. for Lydia, Drea. Hi, Jonathan, Lindsay, Marianne, and Mike. Voting for Jonathan are Chanel and Tori. Voting for Marianne are Romeo and Lydia. Voting for Lindsay is Roxroy. Let's start from the backwards. Roxroy voting for Lindsay? Where did that come from? Where did that come from? I have a theory. Okay, I think that
1: Rox came back from camp, is really bad with names, and got confused when Drea told him to vote for Lydia and thought, you mean Lindsay? Oh, Linz. That's the oh. only way that I can make that make sense in my mind. Because he's in that alliance. They wouldn't have told him, they wouldn't have left him out of the vote. But Drea is the one that was like, you're voting Lydia. And he remembers some woman with an L name. And like, did Drea mean Linz? Maybe she got the name wrong. I'm just gonna write Linz and spell it like I'm sum. He Hong.
0: went on a fucking summit with Lydia. I, I mean, Rockwell your is theory not, is possible, but I can. I don't, I, I don't see. I don't know.
1: see how he would be left out of the vote at all because he's in that majority alliance.
0: Right. Um. So then, Marianne was Romeo and Lydia. Obviously, we know why Lydia went that way um romeo romeo doesn't make sense why would romeo do that instead of jonathan right i don't know in case you don't
2: jonathan
1: know where that is. a shot in the dark
2: but the thing about it is that it, it like romeo is not a good game player because i mean yes playing the shot in the dark sure whatever but like the shot in the dark only has a 20 per- or god less than 20 chance
1: of working something something happened To put Romeo in this minority position. And I think based on the preview, we're going to see what it is next week. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Why are
0: you making these moves? Now Chanel and Tori going for Jonathan. We knew Tori was going to go that way, no matter what. Um, Chanel. I don't think she has anybody at this moment. So really she was going on her own. I, she probably had no conversations and she probably thought, yes, get the, the, the biggest player out now. Yeah. But let, let's talk about it here. How did we get here? Obviously we have to discuss the high of it all. Did he do the right thing betraying his number one? And for someone to say that they would go for to rocks for someone and then betray them. Is he actually going to be trustworthy moving forward? High fucked
1: up. High ruined his game right here. Yeah. He absolutely destroyed his game. And when Lydia is in her um, elimination confessional, she says she was blindsided, which means he didn't even warn her. She had no idea that she should have even played a shot in the dark because he didn't tell her. So, from so, so to see, and everybody else is looking at high being like, my whole thing, I'm loyal. I'm willing to go to rocks for you and then immediately vote the one person that he went to rocks for out. I get that maybe he wasn't as close to Lydia and he was just kind of forced into that position as soon as Daniel said I don't want to go to rocks at that one tribal where he knew that he could just sit and that people would move for him but to so blatantly throw your one major ally that you've been saying this is my person under the bus I'm not going to want to work with you
2: I think I I think that in I agree mostly. I think that, and also I've already come out and said that I'm a big high fan. I think that the one thing that would like be the way that I would spin it would be that if there's one opportunity to get rid of someone that you know, that you're going to have to get rid of down the road, that's going to be mad when you do it, you get rid of it before they can actually cast a jury vote. And then on top of the, and then on top of that, he saw a little bit more of a, of a utility in having Jonathan as a meat shield and actually having Jonathan, around and thought that there'd be more utility in having that than Lydia but ultimately he did really like like he proved himself to be loyal to the the quote-unquote eight which is now seven which is now six that voted because Roxbury was left out It, it he put himself at the very bottom of that pecking order now because now he's clearly demonstrated that he had a pair going into this And now he is without his pair. He has no one.
0: So I feel like maybe in his mind, he still thinks maybe if he did get rid of his number one, he still has his number two. And Mike little does he know that Mike is up Jonathan's ass. So that is probably a massive um, switch. and going to be a shock for him later on. Um, I'm a little surprised Mike did this because again, he he would take a bullet for Lydia. Uh, Clearly not.
1: Yeah. I, I think when I saw this moment, I thought of in Survivor Co-Wrong when Michelle voted out Julia with the majority right? Um, in order to like prove that she had a place in that alliance. But this is a little different because Julia- Too early kinda, for that. Yeah, it's too early for that. Julia kind of knew that she was going already and um, Lydia was blindsided by her- yep. Supposed number one. I mean, I personally wouldn't know anything about trying to get your number one ally out right at the merge. I wouldn't know a thing about that. Um, but I don't think in this case, it was a very good move. Sometimes it's a good move if other people do the vote that you want them to do, but it didn't work out when someone, not me, but someone tried to get Adriana voted out at the merge. Um, but anyways, here we are. I won. She got fourth. It's all good. <laughs>
2: I think that realistically, um, there's enough game left, hopefully for high to turn around. Cause I really think that it's, when you have that much of a majority, it's a little tricky.
0: Well, here's my question then with the vote being so spread out the way it is, is high going to be able to possibly deflect and say he voted somewhere else? I don't, what, what, how would that benefit him lying yeah. about I it? Don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it could benefit him because I can't, I can't see the benefit of him voting out Lydia either. Um, so I, I'm just yeah. trying to figure out what, what he does next.
2: Well, I think that the the only way that he could benefit from saying that he voted out Lydia was to say, well, Omar brought up a really good point. Clearly we all said we were going to go into this and help each other out and try and, uh, and like, make it like a, an eight sum, and then Lydia randomly jumped ship.
1: That's that's the angle I would go to where yeah. I would do that. That's the I, angle that you took. <laughs> I mean, yes, because you absolutely fucking jumped ship, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would have gone the route of like, Lydia didn't tell me that she was willing to vote other ways. And I just realized that I didn't trust her as much as I did. I would throw her under the bus as much as possible. One, because she's not there to defend herself. Mm. And two, just to get the target off of me and back onto where it belongs, Chanel and Tori and all these other messy people that are still left. Mm
0: -hmm. All right. I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast up. What is Lydia's legacy and will she return for returning player season ever?
1: Lydia's legacy will be her Twitter. She has a great Twitter feed. She's hilarious on Twitter. You can follow her. Um, I don't think that we will be seeing Lydia again because we barely saw her while she was on the show. Um, I think she was a great representative for people like Adriana, who sunburn easily. Um, <laughs> and I, I appreciated seeing kind of like that. I mean, hi, that extra in high school musical type person on
0: the show. Yeah. I- you mean yeah. that she was an extra in the Hunger Games. Get it right. Oh, sorry, sorry, Hunger Games. Um if, 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 uh, I don't know if there are pictures anywhere, but he um she and Reese Havoc were that's how they met, was being extras on the Hunger Game. Reese uh, Havoc was
2: an extra on the Hunger Games? Mm-hmm. Oh, in
0: the god. District 12 reaping. Yeah. Oh god. Um, yeah, people. it's very, very funny. Um who's in danger, girl? Chanel. Romeo. Whoa! Going home. Yeah, Chanel. Oh, yeah, I think Chanel. Is
1: Chanel going home. home.
0: Chanel
1: Chanel's definitely gone home,
2: home. home. Chanel knows it. Jeff knows it. That beetle knows it. Chanel's going home. <laughs> I think yeah. that Ch- Chanel and then Romeo, If because they in the preview, they said that Romeo is a paranoid person has been paranoid for a very long time. And that emotional outburst is showing that he is going to be difficult to control and work with. I think Romeo is one of the weakest game players on this season, which is really a shame because I love, like, like, LGBT rooting for a team hundred percent, but
1: he's not winning. And I think I I see that as more of a red herring. I think it's Chanel or Tori next, whichever one of them doesn't win immunity.
0: Yeah. I I think I agree. Well, after six episodes, the winner of the season is Adriana. Let's start with you.
2: Winner of the season. I, uh, 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 omar or,
0: or hi omar or hi like
1: Marianne.
0: i'm gonna still stick with where i've been going but though her stock dropped a lot i think i'm still gonna stick with Lindsay. who <laughs> well okay wait no because we said the same thing about
2: tiffany and she was the first juror
1: mm-hmm. i i i just like I can see Lindsay having Lindsay to me reminds me of Sunday from Millennials versus Gen X where like, you know that there's strategy happening behind the scenes, but we're just not getting it on camera.
0: I feel like the only benefit in Lindsay's favor right now is whenever she is on camera or getting a confessional, it's usually positive gameplay in her favor. This is uh, that That is the only reason why I would say this. And again, up until this point last season, we were like, Erica, what is, what is she even here? And blah, 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 blah. all right. That's true. So who knows? Who the hell knows? But this was fun. Where can we find you both on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Let's start with Isaac this time.
1: Uh, you can find me on Instagram at everyone's favorite Isaac with underscores between the words. Um, And on Venmo at pontoon, like the boat, one, two, three. Uh, And on Twitter at Isaac D. Butler, like the profession.
2: Amazing. Adriana? Well, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Seamless, uh, Sniffies, BBRT, and OnlyFans at It's Trenta Bitch. Because it is Trenta Bitch. Um, And plugging anything, uh, you can find me around town on Thursdays at The Spot and Sundays at Rebar. And if you like the velvety sound of my voice and Isaac yelling at me saying that I'm wrong, uh, you can listen to our podcast in addition to Block Talk. uh, That is my wig available on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you get your fine podcasts
0: amazing i i i'm so honored to have you both here and i'm so honored that we all are glam award losers Yes, we're all
1: two-time glam award losers sometimes okay. more for adriana but me just two i'm i'm, I'm an eight-time <laughs>
0: loser which is great i was um, about to I'm... say
2: at least your name gets pronounced right right ariana
1: trenta
0: <laughs> <laughs> well thank you both for being here Oh, wait, can I say one more thing before we end? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Fuck Ah! (laughs) Tori. The biggest thanks to Adriana and Isaac for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theendinthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.